It's Backdoor Cut! Yeah! <laughs> Back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo. Here, as always, with Wemby's biggest fan, Matt Beatty. Oh, how can you not be? This is the most hyped prospect since since Zion, since LeBron, maybe? Like, maybe ever? Yeah, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Pivoting. Can, yeah. Well, go there you go, Jake. Yeah. That was Jake Eisenberg, of course. Wemby's least biggest fan. I don't think I'd, <laughs> smallest fan. I can. I just think if the hype train may have left the station a little early here. Um, Beating up on French plumbers yeah. and, and, and <laughs> accountants, is he? Yeah, yeah. It's just plumbers and electricians out in the French league. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see who wins the race, and we'll have a whole year to analyze Wemby. Yes. But to this week's NBA, let's get stuck straight in. With our favorite and only segment, the Rose Gold Moment of the Week, where we celebrate absolutely anything to do with Aussie hoops here, abroad, in the NBA, Aussie Hoops Central. Who wins the award this week, fellas? Who was the front runner? He's back for more. He's back for he's, he's back for more. He keeps getting checked off this year. His his name keeps popping up. We're talking, of course, about Josh Green who is, I think we can definitively say, the Dallas Mavericks' second-best player now. I don't understand why he's not playing. Like, how many did he play today? He played 27 minutes today. I don't understand why he's not playing 30-plus. Like, he's so much better than Bullock. It's trending that way. It's trending that way. But, yes, you fellas, you watched him today, and he was lights out. Beatty, go on. I I mean it just it just warms the heart, doesn't it? This is what <laughs> this is what we want from all of our young young boomers in in the league. I mean he's 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 getting opportunity. We saw it a little bit last year, and, and it's the thing that we needed to see this year was a little bit of a jump, a bit of a leap, a bit of progression. And and after what twenty odd games a season, I I think he's 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 slowly making that. I don't want to call it too early because I think this Mavs team is is there's a lot of weird shit going on with this Mavs team but I, oh, I do think that I do think that he is one of the, the positives one of the good things after 20 odd games of, of Dallas basketball this season like this is one of the guys that kids should be relying on a little bit more because the role that he's playing he's he's ticking the boxes more often than not night after night and that's more than you can say for some of the other guys that are surrounding Luca. It's, it's pretty wild man like he's shooting 49% from three and um, is he? Yeah only on like, I didn't know that. Yeah, only because on, it's, it's only on two point one attempts per game, but he um he was nails down the stretch today. So we're recording this. The Warriors and the Mavs played a barn burner down the stretch. Big shots from Luca, from Steph, um, and Luca was trusting Josh Green. Found him in the corner, clutch on the out in transition, big layups, big defensive plays. Man, Josh, he just he just causes causes chaos. He um he he's, he's exactly what they need, and to see him develop a three point shot like this, like he couldn't he couldn't hit water. He fell out of a boat in his rookie year. Um, yeah, yeah. To see to him, go to fifty percent, even if yeah. it's just two attempts, one yeah. of two every game, that's more than most players in the league can say. Yeah, it's he's not shooting. And this is against Hark. He's not shooting enough free throws to try because he's shooting sixty eight percent from the line. But at forty nine percent from three, so but both on low volume, so it's kind of hard to yeah. figure out how I real the shot is. 
I don't know if the yeah. I, I think he is very much three and D at the moment still, and, and, yes. and opportunities for him to attack the basket are probably going to be few and far between. I mean, obviously you do you do need that as a part of your game if you're a three and D guy because if if the ball kicks out and and closeouts come and put it on the floor and go past him, but I I think of of this Dallas sort of roster that's that they've got around Luca, like they've got three and D guys there, but they just haven't been good. That's the thing. Bullock hasn't been good. Finney Smith's been okay here and there, but not what we need from him. And if anything, it's been Josh Green's been the guy who's probably been of of that sort of three and D bunch of that roster. He's kind of been the standout so far. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of uh, D. um, There's been some D and no three from these guys, right? So Bullock is at 27%. Yeah. From three, Finney Smith, 33, Kleber, 30, Hardaway, 30. Like, it's it's kind of it's brutal. Um, it's almost a bit bizarre though, right? Yeah. All they really lost was Brunson, yeah. one guy. Yeah. And otherwise the same team, the same coach, led by the same guy. How are they all just failing to hit these shots? It'll probably just kind of flip a little bit at some point and like they'll kind of start hitting shots. I know Bullock is notorious for kind of having a slow yeah. three-point shooting start. But when you've got a guy like Josh Green on the bench, like how and I think he did he start over Bullock today? No, he got he got I, more minutes than him today. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I can't remember what happened. I didn't catch the start with yeah. Bullock, but yeah, Bullock only played 13 minutes, so I, I'm not too sure what yeah. happened there. But I only caught the second half. Um but like Mavs Mavs Twitter and Mavs fans like the only bright spot, really, whole like from a outside of Luca has been Josh Green. Like Christian Woods be good, but he's just so bad on defense. Like he provides no rim protection whatsoever. Um, offensively, he's been really good. Um, I think they probably need just to lean in to play Christian Wood more. Just go all out on the offense um, and crank up Josh Green's minutes as well. Yeah, I, I think there's kids had wood on a very short leash, and I, I think you either need to you need to give him some leash, or you maybe need to trade him because it's that's uh, there's no point in having him as what was intended as a little bit of a, a load carrier and offense to sort of help Luca here. And if he's not on the court, well, he's not going to be able to do that. So, I I, I think there's Dallas are a really interesting team for me again this season. I, I'm watching them more more than most other teams. I think they're going to be busy towards the deadline. I think they're going to be – I mean, we just saw them with Kemba Walker, right? Like, that's that's interesting, like, what what happens there and how that looks and, and if Kemba can stay healthy and, and help them. But it's very much kind of – I look at what Kemba could potentially, the best-case version of yeah. that, that. That's sort of what you lost with Brunson, right? So in that sense, like, maybe that's a good pickup if he can stay healthy. I don't know. But it, either way, you know, Josh Green is, is more than doing – his bit at the moment. Uh, it's 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 great that he's he's making shots because the, the three and D is like that's the future of the league for 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 a lot of these role guys. And if if he can make the, the threes, well, he's going to stay in the league. Um, yeah. But to your point though, Beatty, the Christian Wood thing, like his job is to give you that punch on offense, and they don't want to use it. So like this team's going nowhere. I I no I, I wouldn't say nowhere, but it's. With just what we were saying off mic, like I think they're just treading water, and until they make some moves, whatever they decide to do, that's that's going to be the determination. Like at the moment, we're just yeah. waiting for that. Yeah, it's a treading water year. That's that's it's just. Do you think it's it, a year? I I, oh, I think yeah. 
I look at the West though, and I think like maybe this is maybe it's here to take because I don't think we have a dominant team. You know what I mean? Mm. They were in the conference mm. finals last year. Who would have picked that? Like nobody at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, re- you need to make the right moves. They need to work for you, but like, yeah. I still really like the Nuggets, but I think we'll jump around in a bit. But there's no, there's no like the Warriors. You know, the other side of this. Like Steph was unreal, man. That that three that he hit down the stretch, where he just you know gives it to Draymond, he's sprinting along the freaking baseline, catches it, turns, shoots, and there's just I didn't see any space at all for him to shoot it with Kleber right on him. Like, yeah. But then he kind of cooked it at the end there. The tra- the travel, yeah, yeah. Where he he had like an open lane to the rim to tie it, and just yeah. wanted to he, take he the kill the three, shot, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He went yeah. for the hero ball shot. Yeah. Um. So, but I guess you're Steph. You you're allowed to kind of do stuff like that. So, well, dude, like he was. I think he brought the ball up, and like, yeah, you, you, it's it's flashbacks of that game against OKC in the playoffs years ago, where he drills it from half court. Basically, it's like that's you don't want the ball in anyone else's hands in the in the entire no. world at that point, like. Get it out of his hands. Yeah, he's nuts. But it's all good because Josh Green will lock him down in, in future <laughs> games. That's, That's right. the plan. That's the plan. Our Rose Gold Moment of the Week winner, Josh Green. Congratulations. I'm sure we'll see his name back in these circles before season's end. But I'm going to use this opportunity to segue from our Rose Gold Moment of the Week to the Rose Gold Bowl where we had Josh Giddy playing off against Dyson Daniels and the New Orleans Pelicans just earlier today. Dyson Daniels getting a bit of run now on this team, fellas. Beatty, you saw him. What do you think? I I just want him to get as much. Obviously, I want him to get as much run as possible. The Pels have got a deep backcourt. Yeah, man. Um, but they've, they've got a couple of injuries, so that's he, he, that's why he got a little bit more run yesterday. I, I just think he can help them now. I, I know he's a rookie, but I think what he can bring, it, it's going to help them now. I think he's versatile. I think you can put him in lineups where, where Zion is obviously the focal point, but he can he can complement him. He can he can be that 3 and D guy, but at the same time, he can do a little bit of ball handling. He can do a little bit off the dribble. He can do a little bit of playmaking. I, I think he's more of, like we were just talking about Josh Green. I think he's a more versatile offensive player than Josh Green already, more dynamic offensive player. And, and again, on the defensive side, I think he's a big body. He's a sort of six, seven, six, eight kind of guard. He can, he can guard the, the sort of better players on the, on the opposition sort of backcourt. I just think he, he, he can be a useful piece for this Pelicans team now. One of the big questions with him was the jumper. It was like, yep, he, no worries. He's going to be NBA-ready defender coming in. Yep, that's been true. NBA-ready playmaker. Yep, that's been true. Um, he's shooting 40 like 43% from three as well, I think. Uh, again, small sample small size. Small sample but, size, but yeah. But his shot looks good. Like Josh Green's and Josh Giddy's shots uh, look a bit funky to me. Um, Tyson looks smooth as. Um, I wonder if he actually might ed- end up being the best of these three guys. Um, it's entirely possible. Like Dyson had quite a bit of hype coming into this team. I don't see why if he does get developed in the right way and gets his reps and, you know, particularly them trusting him defensively so early in his career, that's great for his development. Like, that gives you confidence. If I can guard these guys, I can go at them. Why not? Why can't he be the best of these three? They're just – they're really deep. Like, even in a game yesterday where – 
uh, Nance was out, Ingram was out. You know, no, they still no went. CJ, I don't CJ think as well, yeah. I think. Yeah, they still went like 10 or 11 deep. Yeah. And so it's just going to be tough, I think, this year to get consistently 25 minutes yeah. plus per game, which is a bummer. But I guess it's a, you know, it's a good problem to have for the Pelicans um, as they build, keep keep building on this on this success. Like they're the three seed now. Yeah. Granted, they're two games out of the nine seed right now because the West <laughs> is just like an absolute yeah shit show. But um, and the the Pelicans fans are in in on him. Like he can he can kind of do everything. Um, and I think that's what they that's kind of what they need. Like you could actually throw out a lineup with like okay Ingram, Herb, Dyson, Nance. Go a little bit smaller, but at, you know the only small spot you've got is. Nance, and then you kind of go like big rangy wings like Troy Murphy Jr., uh, Dyson, Ingram, and Herbert Jones. That's actually like a pretty like switch one through five kind of defense um, option you can kind of throw out there. Because, you know, CJ and Z- it's tough when two of your best three players are like a negative on one end. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's good to have the option you can you, you can stagger your big three by having Ingram being your main scorer then actually surround him with a bit of defense if you can stack some stops together but um i like what they're doing and who knows they could end up with Wemby still not out of the out of the woods yet mm. old Lakers fans on the other side though like i giddy's kind of it's tough mm. man cuz i think mm. he's the you talk about twitter and, and the fan base so i feel like there's a little bit of i don't know pessimism about giddy at the moment amongst Thunder fans. I, I I don't know whether it's second year blues or, or whatever you want to call it, but I, I, I think it, part of it may, may just be the SGA has just been so so red hot coming out this year that like, you know, in comparison, obviously Giddy is going to not look that good as the guy that's dropping 40 and, and just being one of the best players in the league almost. But I the, the shooting hasn't really put much confidence in people yet. And I, I, th- I think that is probably the, the biggest sort of work in progress for him. So it's 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 still going to be a work in progress, but hopefully that can we can see a little bit of uptick there. I'm yeah. super surprised by that. I'm I'm like not in the the NBA Twitter circles, but like how could they be low on Giddy? How could they even be remotely I, disappointed? This is low. Clearly taking on such a role on this team. I think a lot of it is as well. It's because, oh, this guy was a high lottery pick. He was a sixth pick or seventh pick or whatever he was. And it's just like there's always this tag of like, oh, well, you need to be good at everything. And it's just like he's – I you can you can just tell. You can see last year already, man. He's going to have a long NBA career and it's he's going to be a really good player. He's, he's yeah. probably not going to be like a superstar, like number one cookie on a championship winning team. But that's that's okay. You don't need to – to, to be that guy like you can be the 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 third guy on a championship team and it'd still be a really useful player for for the franchise so i i think that is probably where he's gonna land eventually but it's just like how good can he be and can he scratch the surface on 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 being a little bit better than than those projections because yeah call me biased maybe but far out i disagree with the okc fans i it's not I'm unanimous. So it's, high it's, on him. Yeah, it's, it's very not unanimous. Much, he's polar. He's much more polarizing. Uh, I think everywhere, not just in th- in Thunder fan circles. I think he's more polarizing this year um, for everyone. Um, it's not everyone out, everyone in. I mm. think it's last year. It was like 
full hype train, love what we're seeing in rookie season. And he hasn't really taken a big step forward this year. I feel like he has. Nah, like I, it's, it's numbers and wise he hasn't. But this is the other thing, right? With the Thunder, like the Thunder are bad, and they're gonna be bad this year. And I, I, I don't. Okay. Yeah, but they're not gonna be a playoff team. They're no, not no. gonna. They're not trying to do that. I think we will see by by February, March, where this team really is trying to be this year. And I, I think that the front office is is giving the coach the the leash to sort of play around with that. And it goes as far as saying, like, name a center on this roster. Like, it's, yeah. it's, they don't have any bigs. They don't have, like, how do you expect the guard to be able to play, like, when when there are restrictions on him like that? So it's there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. I, I don't necessarily think it's it's Giddy's individual play. And, and I think even in a little bit of the preseason stuff in the summer league, like, he looked great, but obviously that's summer league. So... I, I am not down on him at all from where I was before the season started, but I it's it's just sort of interesting when you can sort of compare and contrast to a couple of the other young boomers that we've got in the league and mm. where they're sort of at with their development. Yeah, because I yeah I guess maybe I was a little too high on him potentially, like the the savior, the 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 prophecy child that Ben Simmons was supposed to be, um, which is unfair expectations to place on anyone because he was supposed to be like magic johnson but um yeah it's just like he definitely improved in some areas so like he's come in the float he's got a floater now that looks good he's he's backing guys down in the paint yeah like he's still you know the elite playmaker it's just how much you able to leverage your elite passing if everybody's kind of sagging off you it's kind of the same thing with ben although unlike ben this year if Josh Giddy's parked in the corner and he gets the ball, he shoots up the three immediately. There is absolutely zero hesitation. It might not go in. Yeah, maybe there should be some but... hesitation. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm no, not I'm about kidding. that. Shoot no, no, the shot. No, I go agree. For it. This is the time. This, this is the year. This to, is the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. to shoot twenty six percent from three. I'm, I'm confident, just based off everything else that we've seen from Josh Giddy, his work ethic, even like just seeing how much he's bulked up. Like that doesn't yeah. happen by accident. You got to work to do that. Like I am, I would put every egg in my basket that he'll come good. Like really, really, yeah. really good. Look, he's still twenty. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, that's We're gonna craziness. be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's just look. He hasn't had an awesome season so far, and that's okay. Like it's neither is Scotty Barnes, and he was the second yeah. coming of Giannis and Magic Johnson and LeBron for a Raptors fans last season so um, let's judge him when he's got chet back Wemby on the team it'll be a whole, mate, whole gotta, other thing i'm glad mate, this he, little, he might not get on the court he might be <laughs> he might be coming off the bench yeah this team yeah funny hell that'd be crazy shy lou dort sga oh sorry sga lou dort giddy chet Wemby. Wemby. Uh, I'm not here for this Poku slander oh man oh, yeah, yeah what Poku erasure who's actually the alien He's actually He's been, been good. like pretty solid this year. Like, I am always impressed when I see Poku take a hit and just take it. If, if um, Giddy is having every if, time, if Giddy's having the second year slump, then Poku is having the third year like endless summer. <laughs> like this is this is it's, what we this is what yeah. we can expect next the year summer from Josh. Of Poku, yeah. Baby. Poku, yeah, Poku's having a hot boy summer. He's having a glow up this year. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, he looks good. Like, there's definitely pieces, but yeah, it's it's also there's no. There's no big man. Like, can we get Giddy like a lob threat? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, 
Yeah. The, and I did. We could go. We won't. But we'll just quickly on the thunder. Like this is the thing with them and where they are with their rebuild and what they're trying to do. But like, I just hope that they they ride it out a little bit longer. Because I, I hope yeah. they don't decide to just pull the trigger on a big trade and, and no, no, ship no. a couple of these pieces away, pieces away. Because we've seen it happen so many times in only the last sort of five six years of the league, and like it just hasn't worked for those teams. But then you look at like the Warriors who managed to just keep their crew together. You look at Boston right now who just Dude. kind of kept their crew together. And it's Grizzlies. like, look at this. Yeah, like they're good, man. Hey, you- Sam Presti has made a homegrown finals team before. It looks like it's on maybe not tomorrow, but it looks like he's putting the right things in place to do it again. It's the it's the best way to build, man. Like, yeah. I know the Lakers won their title, but how much more fun would it have been if it would have been um, LeBron – Ingram, Josh Hart, yeah. Lonzo, even Kuz, yeah. Kuz. <laughs> imagine that been team awesome. now. Imagine that team like just oh put my those God. guys back <laughs> now, and how much better they would be. So I'm saying, oh. but they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't have won a title they because have, that yeah. bubble AD was like top five in the league level player. Um, anyway, well, yeah. you know what? Let's just why don't yeah. we pivot into a little around the grounds and kick off with the Lakers because there's much to discuss here. They've been not as terrible as they were to start the year. AD is like legitimately going supernova. I don't think I've ever seen this level of play from him in his career. Whoa. Come on. Have you? Come on. Yeah. It's like 30 points, 15 rebounds, five He was doing that that in New Orleans. That's what's been awesome. This is like, and this has been New Orleans AD. This is the reason you trade all the guys that were on the, on the Lakers because he's like, he's back. Um, He's cutting out the the soft mid range bullshit. Like he's in the rim. He's in the, he's at the rim all day, all game. He's pulling. That's what you want to see. This, that lines of like, 32 and 17 with four blocks. Yeah. That's mm. that's AD. That's like the, MVP candidate yeah. kind of stuff. The depoy yeah. candidate. Yeah. I think guy. he's currently sitting at two and a half blocks and one and a half steals a game or something like that on top of his 14 rebounds and 30 points. Yeah, dude. Four yeah. assists. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, what, it begs the question, one, what the fuck have we been waiting for? Like where has this come from? And two, is it going to last or are we just like going to get a spurt of godliness here and then back to mediocre? So, so I actually think that his play, if he doesn't get injured, which that's the thing with him, I think, he, I think he's figured it out now. Like he's taking one three a game this year mm. versus last year, if I pull it up, um, he's changed his game. Like it's almost like that bubble run where he – made all those jump shots that he kind of tricked him into thinking that he was a um, like a three-point shooter shooter. Like he, he took two three-point attempts last year. That's double the amount. He's cut his three attempts in half. Um, and he was 18% from three last year. Yeah, so like that bubble season, like run where he was like turned into – I don't even know what that was. There's not really been a guy that was the best center in the paint and at the rim defensively but also was able to shoot like – Kawhi from the mid-range in three, um, hence winning the title. Um, but to kind of go back to being that beast down low, that beast on the boards, the beast defensively, 2.3 blocks per game, um, the rest of the roster is still absolutely garbage. But um, 
Yeah, and they played the Spurs three times in eight days. So that makes that you feel helps. a little bit better. And that then they blew helps. a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter yesterday to the Pacers, who maybe we can do next because they're, but they're just while frisky. We're on, just while we're on the Lakers, though. Oh, yeah, no, we'll still stay here for a sec. And more specifically, while we're on AD, you guys will no doubt remember after the Miami Heat lost to Dirk and the Mavs that first season LeBron went there. The next offseason, they had, or should I say not they, but D-Wade famously took LeBron aside and said, look, we can't do this like competing top dog thing. I'm going to take a step back. You're the man now. Take over. You know, Unlock LeBron. Has there been a behind-the-scenes chat that we don't know about where LeBron has taken AD aside and said, you're the man now? <laughs> what else has that? Honestly, it feels like night day to me. I love this, yeah. like, TMZ-level speculation of what are we doing? That's what I'm here yeah. for. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the niche, the three-year early predictions, and the TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Vady. This is your, your, I, one of your old I, teams. Dude, well, like, I think, if anything, maybe it's been LeBron's shaky availability this year. Yeah. And, and, I mean, AD, to an extent, has been that as well, right? But, like, I think when, this year. when LeBron is not... When LeBron's not been there, obviously the top dog is clearly AD, and, and you need to, to give that guy as much of the ball as possible. I'm, I'm, I, I hear that, but like we've also had other periods in this Lakers era, if you will, where LeBron has been out and AD's there, and AD still plays like second fiddle, even though the first fiddle's not there anymore. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious, maybe TMZ, but I am curious <laughs> if... LeBron has kind of sensed, you know, I'm getting older. I'm not usually missing games like this. Maybe this is going to continue. Maybe I have to have that chat. Because, like, AD has, to me, visibly, like, said, okay, I'm the man now. And it's like, he wasn't one week, and then the next week he was. I just don't know. Like, I feel like that that is implicit with trading for him three, four years ago. Like, obviously, like, we knew LeBron's not getting younger. Like, he can't sustain being the best player in the world. But he was to... at the time when they signed yeah, him. Yeah, he was. yeah, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how much of that is is AD's mentality versus him needing to be told this, or versus him just sort of taking it upon himself. Obviously, they had a terrible season last year. He he didn't. He wasn't really healthy for much of it. He, he, you feel like he is one of those guys where he's a top top five potentially player in the league when he's healthy and he's playing like this. But it's just like we need to see it. We need to get you on the court and we need to see it consistently and that's that was that's been the issue for him for the last couple of years but i mean if we do see it well then yeah I, obviously i still agree with jake the rest of the roster kind of sucks and it's like well i don't know how much is still realistic for for a player that good to, to drag you know a, maybe a questionable roster around him how far can he take them but yeah may, like i think so maybe i don't know what that looks like for lebron and how he he sort of fits around that and and whether he's what we had that one year where LeBron was like, I'm a point guard now and I'm going to bring the ball up and I'm going to lead the league in assists. And we've, we've had other years where LeBron's like, I, I don't know, shooting a, a bunch more threes. I feel like that's a lot that's of threes. Still, yeah. And like, I don't know if that's good or not. Cause I feel like he's still not necessarily like a knockdown three point shooter by any means. So I, I think LeBron is still good enough, even at this point in his career to, to, to be adaptable and, and fit around that. But 
yeah, like I, I hope so. I hope if that's the case, I, like I, I want to be watching LeBron in two, three years when LeBron's like 40 in the Tim Duncan role on those sort of like end of end of an era Spurs teams. I, I want LeBron to still be embracing that role. And if that's 20 minutes a night or less and, and that's whatever that looks like, I don't know. But like I, I don't want to lose LeBron to the league if if, if, if that's where it's going to go eventually. Like. I'd yeah. love for him to do that on the Spurs, but he won't. And yeah. that's a story for another day. That is, is there anything I know for sure, unless Wemby ends up down there, or Bronny, I don't know. I, mean, hey. I guess it's a non-zero percent chance. LeBron would be so mad if the Spurs I was actually him. joking about this with my friend yesterday because we were saying, like, where's LeBron going to go next? Wherever Bronny gets signed. And, like, what if the Jazz draft yeah. Bronny or something like that? It's like, oh, oh. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, the Celtics. Uh, he can come, on, he can come off the bench if he wants. Yeah. I'm not sure he would even play on the Celtics at this point. They're that good. No, nah, surely Adam Silver will ask him beforehand. Hey, where do you want Bronny drafted to? You know, there'll be something like that. Oh, he's definitely not getting drafted by the Jazz. It's got Cleveland 3.0. Or yeah, come on, it does it definitely? Nah, does. that'd be too sus. Almost, it'd be like if the whole world would be like that. Is that's now. the NBA draft, though, man? Yeah, would that's anyone be care every, about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think so. that'd be sick. <laughs> I think if, so. if like 40 year old LeBron was hanging out with Mobley and those guys, oh, it'd be sick. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm just saying it would look awful suspect. You know. But, like, Ronnie's not going to be a top five pick. So, like, anyone's going to be able to kind of draft him if they want to. So, I mean, will, will he be a top five pick if it means you're getting LeBron with him? No, no, not at that point in LeBron's career. Come it's only yeah. like a year no away, way. right? No. I think it's still two years away. Oh. At least. Yeah. I think it's th- I think three years before he gets drafted. Anyway. Maybe That's we'll get him in the NBL. Maybe LeBron will come over here for a year <laughs> if, if he's done with in the, the kingdom. NBA. Yeah, boy. <laughs> no, in Illawarra. Sick. He'll buy the team. He'll buy the yeah. league if he wants to. Yeah, they yeah. won't say no to him. <laughs> Lonzo, maybe. Uh, Lamelo, should I say. Anyway, before we move on, very quick shout-out for my boy Lonnie Walker, who's been balling out the past couple of games, but yeah. that is somewhat irrelevant. Russ, Russ. Russ has Russ, kind of been yeah, – yeah. he's kind of doing some stuff, right? Like He's doing stuff. At least he's happy. I don't yeah. know if he's, doing, he's just not he's not a minus off the bench. I think the you know? vibes in LA are a little bit better than what they were. Yes. At the start yeah, of the yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. that's the biggest difference, is that the vibes aren't like, oh my god, this, yeah, this can could this get be worse? the worst team yeah. in the league. What is yeah. happening? This will happen when your best player, which I am calling A D, starts going like super saiyan. Like yeah. how can the vibes be bad? That's definitely part of it. And maybe <laughs> To transition well, here, like the Westbrook trade, one of the most popular destinations preseason, Indiana Pacers, the Miles yeah, Turner, yeah. Buddy Heald thing. Here's a team which, in our over under special, I'm pretty sure all three of us. No, nah, I reckon I went about. over. I reckon I went over. <laughs> all right, well, I, you d- check I definitely went under. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I went I'm under not for a fan sure. Of this team. I'm still I'm not, not a fan of this team, but. But they have been low-key, sneaky, really bloody good. And they are, what, the fourth seed in the East right now or something crazy like that? Yep. 11 yeah, they're the fourth and six. seed, yeah. 12 and 8 now, yeah. It's oh, 12 and 8. It's just madness. Madness. Benedict Mathurin. Jake, My guy. Got, it, got a shout-out. My guy. In our over-unders, you said, I've got rookie of, rookie of the Year on for Benedict Mathurin. Watch out for this guy. He's going to be a killer. He's a killer. He might not only win Rookie of the Year, he might be in the running for Sixth Man of the Year. 
Yeah, look, if it wasn't for old Malcolm Brogdon, he might have a shot. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but Josh, you, you should give yourself some more credit. Both you and me went over. Uh, oh, did I? In the Everunders. <laughs> what, what was the line? Uh, 23 and a half. Oh, that'd be why I went over. 23. going to smash it. Um, yeah. Well, guys, the thing, they, they, didn't t- they didn't blow it up immediately. Like, it, they, they held on to Miles. Well, actually, to be honest, Miles Turner only just came back. They were they were doing well beforehand. Halliburton yeah. is like perennial, the, not all-star, perennial all-NBA player. You reckon? That's oh, the yeah. guy. That's the oh, guy. No, he's, the pe- like, I, it's cool the Kings are like having a fun season, but they traded away like a Hall of Famer, I think. This guy a is- A Hall of Famer? God yes. damn. No, no, no. I, I think he's incredible. Um, they they really fucked up. What are they? What what are his stats this year? Um, he's a le- he's leading the assists in the league right now. Yeah. It, yeah, it was a real shame that too because like he was quite visibly and vocally upset at the trade. He was like, yep. "Why don't the Kings want me? I I wanted to change this team, like reset the culture, turn the whole place around." It's, well, you'll get your chance, just not at the Kings. You'll be doing it for the Indiana Pacers. He gives me like. The 2022 version of, like, the, the modern-day version of Chris Paul. Like, he is such an elite playmaker, such an elite passer, but he he stretched his game out to the three-point line, got the floater yes. going. Um, he's on 38% from three on seven attempts a game. Yeah. Like, he this guy kind of does it all. 1.8 steals a game. Um, yeah, Great said, size he, for his position. Yeah, man. Uh, I really, really like him, and he's got the he's got the character, the leadership. I I, I, I really yeah. like him too. I'll be honest. I in terms of league pass rankings, yeah. paces aren't very high on my list, so I don't catch that's, that's, too many paces well, games. Yeah, but maybe I, I should. Yeah. Well, no, I felt I felt the same. I only just started kind of tuning in as I was like, okay, so they're not bad; they're actually good. Um, am I checking in my boy Neesmith? Um, yeah. Who, uh, yeah, that's I don't know how long he's going to be in the NBA, but um, <laughs> but he's he's doing his best. Uh, they've got a bunch of young guys, a couple of vets, like these guys just don't care. Like Matherin, you know, he had those quotes like these about LeBron having to prove it to me that he's actually the best player in the league. And <laughs> I'm not sure he proved it to Matherin yesterday, <laughs> yeah. The, Heartbreaker, um, seventeen point blown lead to the Pacers. Um, Andrew Nemhard, who's been kind of cooking from three this year. Yeah, dagger in their eyes to close it out. These guys are they're like they're kind of fun. Buddy Hield always going to be shooting it. Miles Turner, even though he's in trade rumors, well every it year. The question now, like, solid. This this team was almost a lock to be broken up and traded away as the season goes on. But do you? Like, the way they're playing, do they need to blow anything up or should they just keep this lineup chugging along and see where it lands? Brady? I, like, I... <laughs> you you want to just take the puzzling. dynamite right into <laughs> They're very puzzling to me, yeah. I Like, I just don't... Like, as much as you look up and down the roster and, yeah, there's a bunch of young guys and, you know, I, I can talk myself into a bunch of these guys. Like, at the same time, I just... I don't think that this team is going to do anything this year. And I no. think... 
like the way that the league is now where basically one through 10 is a playoff team and play in and all this sort of shit. Like it's, <laughs> I know, I know they've also flattened out the odds at the other end. So it is, it is kind of hard to, to work out where you want to land, particularly when you have a, a, what looks to be a very good prospect coming up in the next draft or a couple of prospects. But like, yeah, at the start of the year, I think I definitely went unders on this team and I thought that they were not going to be very good. And I thought this was, early days of a rebuild and yeah let's trade miles turner let's trade buddy Hield, let's like let's accrue assets but i mean they've started the season well and i i, I mean i don't know like in the east right like you can talk yourself into them i i still think that there's a couple of very clear teams at the top and it's just like are, are indiana really in that next tier i i, I don't know i still i think mm. it's maybe early days to to be that that hard that that sort of you know convinced on them but I, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, what's the strategy? Do you ride this out? Do you I, like? I, I kind of want to trade shit still. I want to tear it yeah. down because obviously <laughs> I, you keep obviously you keep Halliburton and you keep a couple of the other young guys yeah. who are on cost control contracts. But yeah, yeah. The Pacers just don't tank really. Like, when's the last time they tanked? You know, they, well, they. If you tank, you are pretty much setting yourself up for the only way you're going to build this team is through the draft because Indiana sure as shit aren't signing yeah. big name free yep. agents. So like you kind of, with those market teams, you can't ever let the floor completely fall out because who knows when it'll well, get no, filled back in. You do need to let the, that's the way that you acquire oh, sorry, a guy yeah, yeah. through the draft or, yeah, yeah. or you, you swindle a team like they may have done with Halliburton here. That's, that's the other way that you can kind of do it. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I would be shocked if they ended up surviving and actually making the playoffs. Like as, as cool as it is that they're the four seed, they're only you know they're three games out of the ten, like the eleven seed. You know, yeah. The Heat are the yeah. eleven seed right now. They've had Butler out, injuries. I still believe in the Heat's ability to get back into the playoff race. Yeah, and we'll, we can jump around here. Like Cleveland's really good. Philly's going to get it together. Once Harden and Maxi get back, at least to the point where they're going to be making the playoffs. Yep. Strong belief in the Raptors. Yep. Then, then you maybe then you can talk knows, me into yeah. like the Nets have kind of leveled I, out at least I think, enough. I think the team with KD on it is like yeah. okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that team, right? Like, yeah. They seem to have kind of leveled out here and been on like they're six and four in their last ten. Not amazing, but it's a shame been Ben got better. injured though. Yeah, he's out tomorrow, right? Or was he out today? Did they yeah, play today? I, I think it's just like oh, tomorrow. Yeah. It's a knee right. thing, which is not the best, but it's, it's yeah. not meant to be serious. It's meant well, to he'll be back soon. It's the second time he's missed time this season this for the for, for, for the, the knee. knee. Yeah. yeah, it got inflamed again, from what which, I understand. That's that's bad. That's bad. You don't want your knee getting inflamed. But. It's not good. Twice in like a, a few weeks. Yeah. Um, well, that's what it, happens when you're seven foot tall and you sit for a year. And I was going to say, I think it has, <laughs> I think it has something to do with the sitting and not playing yeah. and the back surgery. Yeah. Sitting and playing video games all day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got back such. injuries, man. I sit down heaps. Yeah. Yeah. This damn, damn desk. Um, he needs a stand up desk to play yeah. his first person shooters. That's what he needs. No, he 100%. needs to play basketball. And a stand-up desk. Um, yeah. But, you know, okay, Wizards, Pacers, Hawks. I've been low on the Hawks. Um, I know like, we, they 
started hot. Let's jump into Hawks real yeah, quick because I was I was very very hot on the Hawks. Still somewhat am. I'm not entirely out on it yet. But if the first 20 games of this season has taught me anything, it's that Trey Young, if he's not hitting Steph-like shots, then he's useless. Like th- this team was wholly dependent on Trey Young being Steph Light. You know, he needs to be hitting the long threes, stretching the floor, scoring at will, playmaking. His playmaking's still been okay. But, like, if he goes cold, that really clogs up everything. DeJounte's never been a lockdown shooter. He was meant to be someone that defends well, keeps the ball moving, runs the floor. They're missing Herder. They're missing a spacer. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. You assumed you did. we probably don't need a spacer if we've got Steph Curry light. But turns out you do. Steph needs Clay and yep. <laughs> Trey needs a shooter. Well, but so they've they haven't had Bogdanovich the whole season. Yeah. And he is apparently back soon. Okay. If you can get but he's been out for a long time as well. And yeah. expecting these guys to come in and play like their peak version of themselves, which is what the Hawks need right now. You're right. They they needed Herder and they probably felt okay about letting him go because they had Bogey kind of coming back, but he hasn't played the whole season. Um, and to you know, me, Bogey's always been more of a playmaker anyway, a ball handler that can shoot, not a shooter that just curls and shoots. I, I don't the, think it matters. It's just he can he can score the ball. Yeah, and I think, I mean, to That's that point, to me. Herder can do that too. And it's like you've just traded away one of your score. I mean, it's the same thing with Dallas with Brunson, right? Like it's, mm. you, you can never get enough sort of guys who can – handle the ball a bit, play, make, can shoot, can just do a little bit of everything on offense like that. And I, I, I bogey very much one of those guys, and obviously they, they've missed him so far this season. I think, I don't know, DeJounte is probably a little bit more, he's definitely not the, the sort of spacing kind of guy, is he? He's, he puts the ball on the floor and he can attack the basket and that sort of stuff. But Which is fine, but like it needs to have the right fit. Yeah. When, I, when I've watched the Hawks this year, it has looked very your turn, my turn which is what yeah. I thought it was going to be coming to the season because Trey, I mean, is like one of the most on dominant on-ball players in the league. And DeJounte's whole career in, uh, I guess he, he did share a lot of the responsibility with, with Derek DeMar. White. Um, but you're in that system and it's read, react, pass, cut, pass, cut. Like um, if your backcourt partner is Derek White, the guy who setting screens, cutting to the basket, loves moving off ball, doesn't need the ball in his hands, versus Trey Young, kind of the antithesis of Derek White, someone who does everything um, at a high level. And then John Collins is just a like albatross at this point. Like he had his one good game the other day and they still and they lost by double digits. He's not part of the offense. He fades in and out. He's been in trade rumors basically since he signed that contract, even before he signed that contract. Um, DeAndre Hunter hasn't taken that step forward. Like they gave him what, a hundred million? How much yeah, did they give him? Big contract, hundred and twenty. Yeah, it was ma- massive, right? Four um, years. Yeah, he has not been, not been very good. Um, defensively, he's been solid still, but not, not your hundred and twenty million dollar player. But that's you know that's what you do. You 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 have to bet on these guys getting better. Um, it's not that bad. Twenty. But that's why I say I'm not. I'm not totally out yet because 
it, I mean, like adding Dejounte to, as you say, the most ball dominant guard in the league is going to take some adjusting. Like it's not necessarily going to be magic within 20 games. And that takes time. And it takes time to figure out where John Collins fits in that and how someone like Hunter fits in that too. So I'm not completely out yet. But what I do have to say is good on our boys, the Sacramento Kings, plucking Kevin Herter because that guy is so much better than Atlanta thought he was. And we're seeing it now. Yeah, that hurts. It hurts to have a guy that is not just a shooter, but like a movement shooter who's yeah. constantly pressuring the defense by people are worrying about where he is. Like it's PJ, it's funny. Yeah. Like it's funny how everyone calls Trey Steph Light, and Kevin Herter no, really is like Clay way closer. Light. Yeah, yeah. The off ball movement, man. Like you know, PJ Tucker's a shooter, but he's not. He's not pre- like putting pressure on the defense like Kevin Herter is. No, it's um. They miss him. AJ Griffin, that, he's been the bright spot for them, the rookie um, mm. out of Duke, I think. He's been really, really good. Without him, they would be screwed because he's, he's played serious minutes for them, especially over the last couple of weeks. Um, I thought Justin Holiday was going to do more for them. I've always kind of liked him as a like just a wing guy. but um, He's actually played for the Bulls a couple of times, Justin Holiday, and like he really is your – Typical bench wing. There's yeah. nothing more, nothing less. He's probably overextended here. But yeah, me and Beatty went under on them. Um, but Beatty, what do you think about like the Hawks? Like, I think they're still a move away. Trey Young's still young. Adrian's young, but they're not that young. Um, like, ceiling wise, you know, your best two players, DeJounte and Trey Young. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they need to make moves. Obviously, that's that's kind of that's you look at their roster and the contract situation, and it's probably harder to see where they can what they can do. Because yeah, I think Collins is probably the one right, but if he's not playing well, well then no, what's the market for that guy? Like, I don't know what that that I looks do like. feel like he's built up enough cachet over the past couple of years that teams kind of know what they're getting out of John Collins, even if he's not playing the best right this minute. They I'm I would be confident that if I my team signed John Collins, I could get last year or the year before's production. But is that it. but are you happy for that? At that's the money that he's on? Like I don't, I just don't think that, that like that's I don't know. I I yeah, I don't know where the, the progression comes from this team. I really don't know. It's it, I think that they they really they maybe were too good too soon a couple of years ago that, that season when they they kind of rocketed out of nowhere and then what went to the third round, right? Conference finals. Conference finals. And like they haven't been able to get back up from that. And it's, I, I don't know. I re- It's a puzzling that, one. That COVID season tricked some people, man, because yeah. it was just such a weird season. That was the year the Knicks were the, that's the, yeah, they were the seed. four seed. <laughs> yeah. And Atlanta tore them apart in the, in the first round. Yeah. And then they beat the, the Sixers. Um, and that and ended Ben Simmons' career for a little while there, yeah. um, and then they got they got basically demolished by the by the Bucks, especially. And you know, if Giannis hadn't gotten injured, that series would have ended even faster. And you, it's the, it does happen to these teams. Portland made the conference finals kind of out of nowhere. The Mavs kind of made the conference finals. The Nuggets a few years ago, like you, you can't you can't get too worked up by 
a conference finals thing and just go all in on DeJounte Murray with three first round picks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that hurts. That hurts. But obviously, like, I guess the the, the rationale is like, you, well, you expect to be a, a, a playoff team in the future, right? And I think they're kind of going to be, but it's just like not a very good playoff team. That's the that's is, the issue. Is there a world where there is consideration for trading Trey Young? No. They've just well, signed no. DeJounte and have guard insurance, if you will. There's no market for it. I really what? don't. I, I don't. For I'm Young. sure that there'd be a team in the league that was like, oh, for yeah, Trey Young. Young. I, I don't. Th- oh. well, what do you I'd like the amount of assets? So like, yeah, I shouldn't say there's no market for it, but like, I just don't think that you really have to genuinely believe that you can build a team around this guy that's going to win a championship to 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 want to give away the assets that you would need to give away to to prize Trey Young from from Atlanta. The, the there'll Knicks. be a massive market for Trey Young. I, I reckon. Like, I, I still think he's yeah. an incredible player, but. But then, like, look at, okay, we just saw in the offseason, like, Rudy Gobert just went for, a, like, a, a huge amount, right? So teams yeah. are going to be like, oh, shit, I don't want to I don't want to be the next Minnesota here. Like, I don't want to be Dude, that guy again. That Gobert trade has... another Minnesota. That Gobert trade has just fucked the whole market. Cause yeah, yeah. Everyone in the league knows that that was too much. Yeah. <laughs> everyone in the league knew that as soon as it happened, it was like, what? Yeah. It just happened. How did Rudy Gobert just get the biggest trade package in the history of the league? Like, what's I do going remember on? it vividly. I was losing my mind that day. That was absurd. Um, but there's no, there's a zero percent chance Atlanta's trading Trey Young ever. Um, or maybe not. I shouldn't say ever. I wouldn't. Like, yeah, maybe don't say ever. So, but yeah, like, yeah, maybe Trey Young is the one asking for a trade in like for four years, three years. That's more likely to me. Um, that he's kind of forcing his way out. Man, we got we got real dark on the Hawks all of a sudden. It's probably my fault because well, I'm like, kind of yeah. out on it. Yeah, no. As I said, I was extremely high on this team. So they're not meeting expectations and they're looking pedestrian. In the East logjam, then the team below them is, well, well, Brooklyn is a different case because they're they're a whole other, that's a different story. But what about about the Knicks though? Like I I think that the Knicks are kind of a little bit plucky, man. Like they are, they're, they're, reminiscent of that Knicks team you were just talking about, Jake. Like no, they like they are. They they no, they're not that good. But like it's it's more the fact that this is a team with a, a bunch of young guys on it, and I think that they're, they're starting to look a little bit more promising. There's a little bit more signs of life that that some of these these picks over the last few years are maybe going to be contributors for them. But that's what I mean to say. Not not in that like this team is as good as that team, even though that team wasn't really that good. It was a weird year. But the fact that they are competing, they're not just being the Knicks. Like, they're trying to develop these young guys, make a core. I mean, RJ Barrett could be doing better. And like, yeah, if he was yeah, doing better, then one. maybe this team yeah. looks a lot better. Yeah, Julius Randle is showing signs of life, although also could be doing better. Um, Mitchell Robinson still hasn't come back around fully yet. Like, there's room for growth here. Ugh. But yeah, like this team has a ceiling. All, all I'm saying. All, is yeah, but all of these teams. Building the right way. I well, I, I they are, they aren't because I like okay. The Brunson thing was maybe the most polarizing thing in the off season, and like that know. one's okay to me. Yeah, I think um, it's fine, but it's just I think like, it's an overpay. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but oh, it's fine. The Mavs I'd fine because he's scoring. The, Ma- the Mavs would pay him five million extra per year if they could right now. I think it was an overpay for the Mavs, but I, I'm happy for the Knicks to do it, and I think you'll have a, a good stint on the Knicks. I think it's fine for both teams. I, I, I just, I, 
I guess when you compare it to the Atlanta situation where obviously they've got a heap of money tied up in Trey, they've got a bit of money tied up in, in, in Collins, and it's just sort of like, well, if that's your sort of like, and again, you look at the Knicks, it's like I don't really feel super confident in Randall, but you've got yeah. long-term money tied up with that guy, and it's just like, I, I, I don't know. It's more the, the shoots of life from the, the Obi Toppins and the Quickleys and the Grimes and those sorts of guys, and I, like does that stack up against that sort of the same tier of guys in Atlanta? It's such a bummer. Like I was, I, I was a pretty big on RJ Barrett. I've been high on him for a while. I kind of liked, I like it. I like the big wings. They can score, defend. Man, he's been he's been pretty crap this year. Forty percent from the field, twenty seven percent from three. Just well, on that, I just want to. When Tom Thibodeau coaches the Celtics, you'll know what I mean, Jake. He will never but be coaching the Celtics. I know, I know, and it's a good thing. He's he he, you know, squeezes blood out of a stone, but like. For one year, a he does. Gifted, a gifted offensive player like RJ Barrett is never going to look like what he can look like with Tom Thibodeau as his coach. Put RJ Barrett on the Celtics, for example, you have an entirely different player. I reckon he would be unreal. Well, I think that's part of Tibbs' issue and the Knicks' problem is that they have a lot of young guys that they need to develop and they've brought in a guy that doesn't develop young guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's trying. <laughs> No, easy though. I mean, he has no choice. Really, I mean, he has been yeah, he playing reddish. Yeah, he's been playing them like, more, but like, yeah. It's. I just think that they they classic Knicks. They just they got similar to Atlanta. They kind of got tricked into that 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 well, season where they were the they, four they, seed. They paid Randall immediately following that, did they not? Yeah, and he's getting paid twenty five million a year now for the next yeah. four years, which isn't like that bad. It's not like Tobias Harris bad. But, but when you have Randall on that money and Brunson who's going to trade for that? No one's trading for that. No one yeah. in the league, mate. No, you're not. not, well, you're not getting he, positive value back. Not till he's expiring. Yeah, like that's not till he's expiring, or if you attach a young player or a pick yeah. to him. But it, it's kind of the same thing with Collins, though, right? Like I think. Yes, I agree. Maybe you yeah. do like a swap, I'd, but like I think both. <laughs> I, I think that the Knicks would be much happier to get Maybe the timeline is that Collins a little bit younger, but like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think know. I wouldn't put them in the same bucket. Like, Collins at least has springs in his legs and not super efficiently, but can shoot threes. That really? you, can, you can plug into a whole lot more schemes than you could Julius Randle, yes. whose only mode is give me the ball and I'm going to barrel to the rim. I think. Like, I would yeah. take Collins over that. The Hawks and the Knicks probably need to get new coaches. Like McMillan, yeah. <laughs> McMillan, yeah, both, both very pedestrian choices. He, that's what he does, right? They kind of like <laughs> they kind of make you competent. Yeah. But they, <laughs> you, but once you become competent and your expectations go up, then you become disappointed. Yeah, and I keep bringing up Dan Tony, but like I would love to see Dan Tony su- coach why, that Hawks team. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten another crack yet. Like, maybe someone he's been hasn't offered. Been f- like you know, it could be him just holding out for. James Harden or the right team. Well, no, dude. Philly, Doc saved his job the last couple yeah. of weeks. Just music to my ears. Like the fact that he was able to kind of keep the keep the ball rolling with no Embiid, Harden, and Maxi for a few games. Man, he'd saved his whole fucking season there. It's true. Um, but Doc's problem's never been grinding out results with a shitty team. It's been in the regular a season. good team to win the league. <laughs> yeah, unless you have the best roster in the league like the 08 Celtics. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. After bashing the Hawks and Knicks for a little while, which felt good, I'm glad I got that out of my system. I feel like we haven't done that for a team this season. That was good. 
Is there any other teams that we want to chat through this week, fellas? Um, I I am keen to maybe have a look at the bottom, like whose future do you like? But we can, I can we save that maybe for next week? Like, I've loved the Magic this year. Yeah, um, me too. I am. I would love them last year, but this year they are awesome. Paolo is. Paolo is good, man. He is like, I know. It's he's just a rookie on a shitty ma- magic team. Nice, no, but legit. like, when have we seen a rookie come in with that polished and offensive skill set? Like, when? When? I can't think of one. Yeah, um, Booker, kind of. Nah, no? rookie Booker nah, couldn't but, do this. Yeah, I mean, he could Booker man. Buckets, Offens- man. If, if you're definitely just compartmentalizing it as a, obviously they're completely different players, but like, yeah. I mean, he was a very competent offensive player. If that's what you, yeah, I agree with you. I think Pachero's he's he's awesome. Yeah. I, I haven't, I probably haven't watched enough Orlando really, and I you know, it doesn't surprise me that they're they're down the bottom, and I think that's where they should be. I think they should definitely be well and truly in the sweepstakes as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. They, they, they actually concern me. Like as yeah, a that's fan. that's becoming yeah. the one. Yeah, I think. Franz, so could you imagine if Paolo? they got Wemby as well, dude? Yes, yeah, this freaking team with Bol Bol and. And Wemby, like I mean, Bobo. I mean, they basically got Wemby down there, right? <laughs> yeah, well, Wemby, yeah, <laughs> in an alternate reality. I, but yeah, like a Wemby, fr- uh, Franz, and Paolo big three is quite terrifying. And um, Suggs is not that bad. He's like like, solid. Suggs is a pretty good player. Fultz is coming Wendell back Carter, soon. which I haven't even mentioned. Mo it's Bamba. crazy how many big guys they have. Yeah, like, everybody's giant. Um, but yeah, they're. That's the team I'm like, hope I'm like pulling for when they're playing because I I want their lottery odds to get worse. Like that's a team like I'm <laughs> good legit- magic. That's the team I'm like legitimately kind of worried about. Like I, yeah, you Pistons be don't too really- worried, man. Yeah, Boston would have won three championships by the time. Yeah, they're, that's they're yeah, a good team. Time, yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, if if you're worried about the magic. You could blunt Pistons in there too. Mm. They haven't had as as warm a start, but they're also, in my opinion, earlier on in their journey. Yeah, they're earlier on. Yeah, Magic's probably this is their like third year of this no. project. No, the only guys on the Magic that are like long term, actual for sure pieces are Franz and Paolo, and those are first and second year guys. I don't know. You could say Wendell's part of that, or you no. could yeah, but say- they're not like they're not like. That's not okay, a you're hundred percent. No, yeah. you're never leaving, guy. Like, if the right moves come along, they'll they'll trade they'll trade Wendell. But we'll save this for next week. Okay. Fair, fair. That's a whole nother kettle of fish. Beatty's favorite episode. So we talk about the worst teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> G up, mate. It's coming. I'm gonna have to watch some bad basketball in the next week. Like, to... yeah. yeah, find find no. some games where like the Magic play like someone good. It's fun. Watch a Magic game. Do you, honestly, <laughs> when you see how deep Paolo's bag is, you'll be here with us. I Eat your vegetables, you man. Eat your yeah. vegetables. <laughs> we got Hawks Magic tomorrow. That's all right. Watch Paolo. Who's the Spurs that game playing? Right I like Sochan. I like. I like. So I watched, is cool. I watched a little well, bit I of Rockets the so Spurs, far. I watched, I watched Thunder Rockets the other day because it was like, oh, sick, here we go. We got the, the giddy, the young the young crew. Um, the, the Rockets just blew them off the court. It was a crazy shot making. Oh, we're, we're getting ahead of we, we're getting, <laughs> yeah, okay. We are. Till next week. Till next week. Till next week. All right. Well, I guess in that case, that's probably all we have to talk about this week until yeah. we dive into 
the Wemby sweepstakes next time. You've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here, as always, with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Until next week, peace.